Hello everyone. Welcome to the 34th episode of Snippets. I am Dr. Pranesh Ravi, Cornea Fellow from Shankar Nitralaya. Today I will be discussing about the evolution of endothelial keratoplasty and its implications in cornea. To start with, we will begin with history. Initially, surgeons were performing penetrating keratoplasty for all endothelial disorders, which got people thinking why to replace the whole cornea when only the endothelium is diseased? This question led to the development and refinements in endothelial keratoplasty. It is also important to note that penetrating keratoplasty also had its own problems like astigmatism, weak wound architecture, ocular surface disorders because of the anesthetized graft, secondary glaucoma due to steroid use and graft rejection. So they felt that endothelial keratoplasty could address or minimize the above issues. First reported attempt on endothelial keratoplasty was on the year 1958 by Dr. Tillett. He wasn't successful as he used sutures to hold the graft. Sutures touched the graft and hence failed to adhere to the posterior curvature of the cornea, leading to failure. In the year 1998 came Dr. Garrett Mellis. He succeeded in developing a feasible technique to do endothelial keratoplasty and named it deep lamellar endothelial keratoplasty, where he removed a portion of the recipient posterior stroma and replaced it with the same size of donor reticule. The reason why he succeeded till it was because he used air instead of sutures to adhere the graft to the posterior stroma. In this technique, there was a lot of irregular astigmatism as both the surfaces were dissected manually. Later, he improved on this technique by stripping only the recipient DM and attaching the donor lenticle with air and called it DSEC, that is Decimens Stripping Endothelial Keratoplasty. DSEC had faster visual recovery and less chances of irregular astigmatism compared to PK. So people started shifting towards it. Now, to talk regarding the modifications in DSEC. Gorovoy automated DSEC using a microkeratome for lamellar dissection and named it DSAEK, A standing for automated. Of late, ultra-thin and nano-thin DSEC have come into the picture having lenticular thickness of 150 microns respectively. They gave us an advantage of easy tissue handling and better visual outcomes than traditional DSEC. People also have started to use femtolaser for more predictability compared to a microkeratome. Next in line is DMEC, standing for Decimus Membrane Endothelial Keratoplasty. Melis introduced this technique at 2002. Here only the DM and the endothelium was replaced. The reason why DMEC became so popular was because DSEC had its own set of problems. Patients who had undergone DSEC had a subpar visual quality compared to DMEC. That is, 2020 was attainable in DMEC as only a thin tissue was replaced. DSEC had significantly higher order abrasions compared to DMEC, which compromised the visual acuity. In certain scenarios like aphakic eyes, large iris defects, hypotonic eyes, post PK eyes, and eyes with glaucoma drainage devices. DSEC is preferred over DMEC because DSEC lenticule has better uh, maneuverability and unfolding. 
so is it all smooth sailing for dmac no dmac also has problems dmac has a steep learning curve and orientation issues as the graft curls inward so surgeons used to mark the graft with genitian violet or use an introp oct to ascertain the orientation of the scroll but as the surgeon becomes well versed with the technique dmac is not going to be a problem one small note about rejection rates comparing pk dsec and dmac dmac has a least rejection followed by dsec so from the treatment standpoint dmac requires less usage of steroids and lower chances of having secondary glaucoma lastly talking about recent advances in endothelial keratoplasty first in vitro culture of corneal endothelial cells and uh, injecting them into the eye later supplementing them with rock inhibitors like ripasutil uh, this concept was introduced by dr ukumura then we have uh, bioengineered corneal endothelial cell sheets uh, for transplantation and finally we have the endoart that is an artificial endothelial layer implant uh, for patients with bullous keratopathy um, which is primarily useful when you don't have tissues so that's it guys uh, hope you enjoyed it if you like our episodes please follow us on facebook and do give us your feedback have a great day thank you